0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to We'll See You in Hell on our new home, the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is season four of the show. Has it been so long, Joe? It, it has. feels like it was only yesterday. You turned to me and said, let's change the world, baby. And we stood back to back and played dueling guitar riffs <laughs> and changed that world
1: for good. And then I changed my pants. <laughs> because uh, they had shit in them oh i thought you were gonna go with come, folks
0: this is we'll see you in hell it's a weekly podcast we talk about uh horror or sci-fi movie but really the conversation or, or, can go or, anywhere or, or, or fantasy or fantasy let's not leave fantasy, fantasy out Fantasy, as uh gene simmons would say fantasy action that's what logan was right or yeah some action whatever anyway folks without further ado uh on with the show and on with the Joe.
1: Thank you, Pat. You're welcome. That was the most committed you ever were to doing that.
0: C- committed. It wasn't my favorite, but I've I, always I was committed.
1: been quite committed to it, but that was very committed. That I show.
0: should be committed. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a, a Vegas billboard. It. He's a committed comedian, dot, dot, dot. And then it's him in a straight jacket. And he should be committed.
1: <laughs> Come check out Vinnie Papatz uh, at the Mirage. Vinnie Papatz. I remember seeing the billboards in New York for uh, my mother's Jewish, my father's Italian, and I'm in therapy. Oh, God. And boy, did I love seeing those billboards. And I remember <laughs> my dad saying to me, have you heard of this show? It sounds very funny. And I said, Dad, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you asshole yeah what are you talking it's about? like that tony and tina's wedding where you're a part of the action uh, i was in a ripoff of tony and tina's wedding not the actual tony and tina's you acted in it yeah i was in a show called the sopranos oh dinner theater God. show about the when was this when i first started doing comedy 15 long years ago
0: the it doesn't even make sense
1: look pat i didn't, I didn't write mean? the goddamn show i don't know i just did it for the money what does that mean? You were in the show and you don't know what the Sopranos? It was called this it was it was just their way of saying like we're doing a variation on the name Sopranos. Was it so dot 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 pranos? I can't like remember. So, it's a great question. I can't remember. Or was it SEW? No. And they it was did like it? the Sopranos. Okay. I don't know. I played Petey, the gay cousin who's not a part of the show. They invented him for the stage. Now, 1 to 10 how flamboyant did you play it? 10, baby. <laughs> oh, 10. I'd say 11. They I ate I should it have up, said 11. Right. That would have been the right answer. Uh, yeah, and uh, my favorite thing that ever happened at the show was uh, I had a buddy, Lev, who was kind of like a tough kid or whatever, and he had to play uh, the PD part one night uh, because I wasn't there or something like that, so he stepped in, and... Uh, he was you had to do table work. You had to go table to table and talk to people as they ate their right. parmesan. So uh they were in northeast Philadelphia. And uh, this uh, this burly man was really prodding him, being like, look at this kid. Look at this little pussy. Ah, ah, look at this little wow. little fruit cup, you know, doing all that shit. Yeah uh when when lev was at the table and lev uh like worked the table and walked around and leaned down into the guy's ear and said hey buddy this is just a fucking show i'll beat the shit out of you right now <laughs> and uh, and uh the tough guy tattledailed on him and wow. lev was fired immediately was asked to leave
0: <laughs> wow that's like that, that curb episode where he doesn't know if it's real or or the bit it was. Have you I, seen that one? He runs into the guy in the bathroom
1: who's doing yeah, yeah, and it was after I had done this. Okay, so that was magic to me seeing Larry David be like, "Let's, let's, let's just stop." I, I get what we're doing. The ad yeah. lib. Stop it right now. How long did you do that? And what did you make? I made a hundred fifty dollars a show, I believe. Hmm. Uh, Not bad. And they took about two and a half, three hours. And All right, that's pretty good. It gave me great, great. Uh, it was a great workshop for for. Crowd work. It taught right. you how to do crowd because you had to go table to table and you had to really think on your feet. Yeah, as somebody else. Yeah. So uh, Don't, let's not know.
0: overstate what you were doing.
1: <laughs> You're, this isn't inside
0: the actor studio here, Joe. You were doing The Sopranos. <laughs>
1: You know, um, in Philadelphia, getting into the nuance of the character yeah. took time. <laughs> I'd sit out in the parking lot and yeah. uh, I'd, I'd stare into my rearview mirror. Now, let me
0: ask you this What is your favorite sound or noise? <laughs> I, tell you, I don't think I ever told this on the show. I was telling this to somebody the other day. When I was at Conan O'Brien, I was the page and I would bring up the guests. And very often we would have guests that would be there just for the sketches. And that was a little awkward because they didn't get a dressing room. But like James Lipton used to be in these sketches all the time when Conan was on at 1230 in the morning. So I picked James Lipton up. He's being very annoying. He was always extremely annoying. Had a lot of like demands. He just wanted to talk, tell stories. Uh, So like when it was revealed that he was a pimp in France in his autobiography. Wait, What? I knew that because I had heard that story. Wait, he was an actual pimp? James Limpton was a French pimp prior to what he does now, which I, I'm sure that show's over. But. Just of course, it was the most polite of all pimps. Yeah, exactly, the French pimp. Uh, so he comes up and he's being really annoying and he goes, uh, uh, "Patrick, who are the guests today on the show?" I was like, "Oh, it's uh, it's a big one. It's Cameron Diaz." And he goes, "Oh, Cammy's here, <laughs> Cammy." Uh, and I said, James. Well no, uh, not yet, but she's gonna be here shortly and he's like, "Oh, I, lo- I adore Cammy. I- I- would it be all right if I said hello to her? And that's a weird area. I'm certainly not supposed to let anyone talk to the guests, sure. but James Lipton is sort of a celebrity and that's
1: also that's a weird area. That's also what you said to him on the drive over. when he put his <laughs> when hand you on put your his leg. hand on my dick. Yeah.
0: so uh, I'm getting a little stressed out because I'm, t- I'm 22 and I could have to have these like very tense encounters. like I think I did talk about the show when Peter Gallagher and Val Kilmer were at Conan and they circled each other like dogs because <laughs> Kilmer had stolen Gallagher's girlfriend 30 years prior. Like I've got some amazing stories that took place. Kilmer,
1: but. I I would I would give I'd give I'd give I'm going to I'm going to say this 10 years off my life for the privilege to sit with Kilmer oh, and yeah. get all the stories. Yeah, oh, he's a nut. Because that guy him he's and a Kiefer nut. Sutherland, I just... Re- oh, God, I want to sit down with the two of them and see what, what, what went on. He was telling stories all day today
0: on Twitter, Kilmer was, about how obsessed he is with Kate Blanchett, and they were all fascinating stories.
1: God damn it. He's, he's s- running around the country playing Mark Twain in these theater shows. He's a, he's a loose cannon, this guy. No,
0: I would go to that Mark Twain show if he comes here.
1: Uh, when I met Will... Uh, uh, MacGruber. Will Forte. When I met Will Forte... I told him how much I loved McGruber and he told me uh, uh, it was a great time. He said, the only, and I go, I can't believe how much you got away with in that movie. And he said, the only thing we didn't get away with was we actually wanted to have Val Kilmer's character eat his own dick. <laughs> we wanted to castrate the character uh-huh. and feed, and Val Kilmer said, I won't do that. And we were like, but, but it's, that a, makes it's sense. just a prosthetic dick or whatever. And Val Kilmer was like, I won't do it. And I said, uh, Will, if you promise to put me in MacGruber too, uh-huh. you can cut off my dick and feed it to me. All right. And he said your actual dick, and I said yes, but you have to feed it to a prosthetic mouth. <laughs> and he laughed, and it felt damn good. Walsh, yeah. I made I made Forte laugh. Um, He's a great dude. When he was on
0: he, he was on SNL when I was there, and he wasn't mm-hmm. only the nicest of the cast, but he was like the nicest person I, I had ever met in my life.
1: Very sweet man. Very nice. But uh, anyway. Good man. Good man that will forward to.
0: Here's Kilmer's tweet from today, which I thought was actually kind of beautiful.
1: I fucked James Lipton in the no, g- no, room well, closet like, at me, I got
0: to finish my fucking story. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Here's uh, Kilmer's tweet from today. Yeah. Once I flew all the way to Australia just to talk to Kate Blanchett, her husband met me first, or instead, I guess, to be more accurate.
1: This guy's going,
0: I mean, he's just off the rails. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he, the the husband comes out like you're not going to be meeting with Kate Blanchett today, you creep. Yeah, that's what that story means. He
1: is the character from Willow. He's a man that's been living out in a wilderness cage for too long, yeah. and he doesn't know how to interact properly with society anymore. Yeah. So there you go.
0: Was I'm sorry. Was I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Was Sigourney Weaver the villain in Willow? She wasn't.
1: No, the villain in Willow, Mad Mardigan. That was no Mad Mardigan was Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Uh. Warwick Davis. Oh, sure. I know that's Willow, of course. No, I don't no, remember no. The Willow's the baby. Willow's the magic oh, yeah, baby. Sorry. Uh, I mean, I you, know, you want to take cheap shots at Warwick Davis for being short. I mean, you know, that's that's on you, but I don't, I'm not going to do that with you.
0: Sorry, I thought he was a baby. If am a short
1: <laughs> joke, then. <laughs> Just because he carried a rattle around for <laughs> the whole film. I don't understand. Uh, the bad guy or the bad lady. It was it, a woman, right? Yeah. It was a witch. It was the... Diana I can't Ridge? remember she's in some she's in other shit. I just can't remember. She is. But then the, the the good witch sort of part was played by the old woman uh that was in the never ending story that eats the worms. Right. The right. one that's like, drink this. Right. She right. lives at like, that mountain and you see her sort of naked in it like not.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Like for they sure. don't show
1: like nips or bush or anything, but like you see her like naked because she like like a like a like a bird transforms into the woman or something like yeah you know she does some wizardy thing well the
0: okay the witch was joanne whaley who became joanne whaley kilmer Val Kilmer's wife really yeah and She's uh
1: bb newworth vibe if i'm not mistaken did. rick I, overton's in willow rick overton oh, comedy's yeah, rick is. overton yeah yes he is isn't he now were you a rick overton man or a rick dukeman man and i feel like this is like when you ask somebody Beatles or stones <laughs> I preferred uh Duke-a-man, but I have
0: met Overton and he could not have been a sweeter person. Never met Overton, never met Dukeman. Overton's I I mean, I haven't done comedy in a while, but every time I ever did comedy it seemed like Overton was there.
1: I would love to meet Overton. Ducuman's It's dead, crazy you have sadly. Yes, I know. Uh but I was a Dukeman man because yeah, of
0: the Burbs. Because of the Burbs.
1: Was he a stand up too, Dukeman?
0: Probably. Uh yo, yeah, he okay. totally was. Uh let me finish my story. So, twenty minutes later which is probably my own fault. James Lipton. James Lipton. W- would I be permitted to see Cammy when she arrives? I was like, how about I'll-, I'll ask her, okay? I- I'll-, I'll let her know. And he goes, actually, I won't even bother her. He goes, would you mind if I just run a gift into her real quick? And he just found out she's on the fucking show, but now he has a gift for her. So I go, yeah, but I'm going down to pick her up now, so just you know, kind of in and out. I had to- he had to talk to him like a kid. And he's like, okay. So he runs over to the uh, makeup department, and he's like, I mean, he's like going to try to find something to give her as a gift, I guess. But I, I get the call. This
1: is a good pimp. I mean, this I guy know. knows
0: how to do it. I get the call. <laughs> Cameron Diaz, the 50th street side. You got to go pick her up. I run downstairs. I pick her up. She could not have been nicer. And we get up there and I'm like, God damn it. Her dressing room door is shut. So I'm like, he's going to be in there like some sort of fucking creep now. So I knock. I don't hear anything. I open the door. He's not in there. I'm relieved. And then she goes, what the fuck? And I look over and her entire mirror, every available surface of the mirror has been written on with lipstick. And it says, welcome, Cammy. Love, XOXO, James. Come see me down the hall when you get a minute, love. Thanks, Cammy. Like he's written an endless paragraph. She cannot see herself in the mirror. This is an actress, by the way. Right. A very beautiful actress. And she's like kind of angry, and we start. I start crying to rub it off, and it's not coming off. It's just smearing on Somehow the mirror. Somehow
1: it's worse than... Now, here's the thing. Yeah. Two things. It's worse than you busted in and James Lipton is wearing the <laughs> lipstick, which <laughs> yeah. is what I thought you were going to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Dick tucked between his legs. Yeah. <laughs> Secondly, the only other wrote on the mirror and lipstick story I've ever heard is that urban legend about the woman that wrote, welcome to the wonderful world of AIDS. Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's right. So I feel that anytime somebody sees lipstick on a mirror, they're going... Something yeah. bad has happened,
0: and if you don't know that story, that's an urban legend that a woman fucks some guy, and then when he woke up to go to the bathroom, she had written "Welcome to the Wonderful World of AIDS" on his mirror. I don't even remember how that originated. That's
1: a rough. That's a rough. That's a rough cut. That one. That's a good like cold
0: open to to something like yeah. a, maybe a sitcom. CSI.
1: Yeah. Or do you know? I would have liked to seen a Doogie Hauser open like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. He
1: starts typing about it.
0: Anyway, folks, she's she's annoyed, but like you know, she's still. You know, she's not a bitch. She was just kind of like, this is really obnoxious or whatever. So I'm trying to wipe it off. And I go, we'll get somebody in here to clean this up. I'm really sorry. And she goes, but who did it? She's like, who is James? I go, oh, it's James Lipton. He was in a sketch earlier. She goes, who's James Lipton? And I go, oh, the actor studio guy. She goes, I never even did that show. So I go, he actually said that you had done the show. You've never met James Lipton? She goes, I don't even really know who he is. How horrifying is that? And then she pulled off her wig, and it was James Lipton. <laughs> she thought that ca- just Cameron Diaz would know and love a message from from James Lipton, and that he could
1: call her Cammy. One of my favorite jokes ever about James Lipton was Pat Oswald had a joke where he said, he said the the stench of failure is wafting off of that man so severely yeah. that if you stood behind him, you'd get that wavy fog desert effect. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true
0: (laughs) he was did he have a stand-up special named the stench of failure or who was that that was Artie
1: oh Artie yeah yeah
0: boy uh I gotta tell you he was a creepy odd dude James Lipton Lipton. yeah
1: not Artie Lang no no. I love
0: Artie Lang of course and we wish him the best yes uh but yeah Lipton uh was a true maniac and I guess they don't do that show anymore but I did used to watch it and Conan
1: got canceled. Come on, come on. The Pat, I'm having fun here. This is studio. we're riffing. This is radio, baby. I'm you know I mean. I see you
0: know I mean. uh, do you have any? I'm going to actually do my movie corner because I remembered a movie I watched last
1: night. Pat's I've movie got corner. a bunch for this one. All right, we Let might like, start, and I'll chime in. Uh, actually, I've got three. It's not that many. Uh, okay. I went to the store. The And we got to do Joe's scary stuff. I keep forgetting to fucking do it every week. I'm not stopping you. I know you're not. I'm just saying, help me remember. And again, I also
0: don't feel it's a huge loss if we don't do it. Why? We, there, there's no need
1: for that. <laughs> I've got the wound. You don't need to roll me we, in salt. We still don't quite know what it is. It's, we know what it is. All right. Uh, I was in Best Buy the other day. I bought, oh, not to brag, a film. Uh, I saw the Blu-ray. It was five ninety-nine. It's a film I've never seen. It is a film from a genre that I am a fan of: the superhero horror sci-fi genre. Are they doing sick deals at Best Buy? Do they know that the jig there's, is up and they're almost done? There's some great deals. All right, I'll have. Uh, this was five ninety-nine. Better than Amazon. Uh, it's it's comparable. All right, fine. This was the uh, five ninety-nine uh, for the brand new version of the Blu-ray of the director's cut. What is the movie, Joe? Spawn. Okay. <laughs> movie
0: I've never seen. I saw it in theaters 1997, now, the Regency AMC 8. I remember I hated
1: it. Looked up, looked up on my phone. I said, you know, I never had an urge to see this movie. The John Languizamo clown character always looked pretty cool to me. Morbidly obese clown, right? Yeah.
0: How much time was he in makeup? Did you watch the extras? I did watch the extras. A long time.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was a long time. I don't remember the details, but a long time.
0: But I bet he kept him laughing with his colorful characters.
1: Uh they both both he and Michael J. White said that the makeup uh, process was one thing, but once they were in it, it was a torturous experience. <laughs> they said uh, people would consistently come up to them on set and make jokes, uh, and they wanted to punch them in the face yeah. that it was just fucking miserable. They said it was miserable. It was hot. It was not fun. But anyway, then after all that torture, you go to the premiere and the movie you have made is spawned. Yeah. Now, here's why I bought it. Can I say this? Here's why I bought it. You don't have to ask. I know. I don't know why I'm in a habit of saying that these days. Here's why I bought it. I look up on my phone. I go, you know, let me look at. I feel like this movie might have been overlooked. I feel like maybe it bombed when it came out, but it was better than they than everybody thought it was. Whatever. I look up the movie. Roger Ebert. (laughs) Three and a half out of four stars.
0: Can I tell you, I was obsessed with Ebert, particularly at that time. And that is why I went to the movie opening. Night. That's
1: why I bought the damn thing. Yep. Roger Ebert, three point five out of four That's stars. That's why I was there. This fucking he likes
0: a visual world. He loved. It. He gave Dark City
1: four stars. Dark City's a great flick. I have to see it again. This movie, Spawn, it's not even a visual thing. It's dog shit. It's the worst CGI I've ever seen in my life. The CGI w- looks like you're 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 playing some hell video game on a Tandy. 2000 computer from radio Shack. jessica tandy it is a jessica tandy wow yeah like a cyborg not jessica just a tandy. tandy a jessica tandy yeah that's how old yeah
0: the system was
1: yeah google chrome how about google hume chrome <laughs> <laughs> all right that's good it the movie sucks it's fucking terrible what is
0: how to spawn i guess he's spawned by the devil is that what it is
1: Hellspawn is why he's called Spawn. Okay. The movie opens with Martin Sheen playing a some sort of ambiguous military. Again, and I said this about uh, some of the dialogue and drive. It's written the way if when I was fourteen, if somebody was like, Can you write me a movie where a military big wig is trying to pull yeah. some shit? It, it's written like he's like, We need to take over Fallujah. Can your armies help us do that? And like, it's a shadowed John Languizambo. Yeah, and and the military general is calling no attention to the fact that he's talking to a fat supernatural clown right now. <laughs> and I, mean, then, I guess in the Spawn world, it's just uh, commonplace. Spawn die. The the main guy dies. He gets set up by Martin Sheen, and then his second chance is when he goes to hell. They say you can avenge your death and 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 see your wife that you love so much again. If you lead our armies and he says, I'll do it. But then they reveal that he didn't know what he was doing when he did that. He was like a black, blacked out. Yeah. Like almost like a blackout drunk or something. It just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And then like, and then you got this demon using guns. He's using guns. Right. And then like he learns his powers in like two seconds from some old man that looks like a Van Helsing ripoff who they they never really explain Fully, what his thing is, and why he looks normal, but Spawn doesn't, and it's 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 a mess of a fucking movie. And then at one point, thing? John Languizamo turns into this big demon and is running through the streets. By the way, everybody can see them. Right? It's not like Doctor Strange, which I also hated, uh, where oh, where they where where they build like some sort of a, like a wall that they can exist behind in a parallel world. Everybody can see them. <laughs> So people are seeing like this these demons fighting in the street. Yeah. And they're just like, oh Lord, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But I guess you're supposed to be like, hey, it's New York. We've seen it, folks. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a terrible fucking movie. It's terrible. That's that's a standard joke in any New York movie, is
0: like something crazy happens and then the old guy just bites into his bagel like he's "Eh, ah, typical New York. Yeah. Eight
1: hundred cities in the Big Apple. That's <laughs> <not> just whatever, <laughs> yeah. baby.
0: Yeah, all right. Anyway, uh, well, thank you for taking me back to Spawn. I don't remember one minute of it, except I can visualize what Leguizamo looked like. But I know I saw it opening night.
1: Leguizamo uh, looks really cool, and he's really creepy yeah. until he starts farting green smoke. Oh, boy. And then you're like, That was a studio okay. note. Or probably, It was probably in the comic. I don't know if it was, but you're just like, this could have been like the scariest, creepiest character ever. Yeah. And he's literally farting green smoke dude he's a big creepy like clown demon it's creepy yeah all right but then he farts green smoke and he's uh-huh. eating like donuts all the time it's <laughs> he's gotta stay fat ridiculous He's to stay fat
0: uh last night um due to my busy schedule my my, my lovely lady said to me hey we should watch a movie we haven't watched a movie in a month and i was like great for some reason the words that came out of my mouth were true and lies okay she'd never seen it folks i know joe you're you're a big cameron hater james cameron (laughs) true lies is a fucking blast it's so funny arnie tom everybody in it's funny jamie lee curtis gives a masterful performance i would say
1: i love jamie lee
0: uh her striptease had me boned up when i was 14 and it had me boned up at 36 ladies and gentlemen well she's a beautiful woman the movie is hilarious, and I could not believe how fucking dark it was. The great, the late, great Bill Paxton, giving one of my favorite performances of his, he's a guy who pretends to be a spy. The plot is a little ridiculous. Pretends to be a spy to fuck like housewives, and he's trying to fuck Jamie Lee Curtis. So Schwarzenegger takes him out on a ride. He's a used car salesman, of course. And this guy's talking about how excited he is to fuck Arnold's wife, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis, to him. And Arnold's getting angry and angry, of course. Then they bust in on them and they're like kind of like fake having sex in the way like it was almost a threes company bit. It really was like they're there. He's like, well, we should pretend in case on my next mission I need to pretend that we're having sex. Right. And that's when Arnold comes in. It's to protect her characters. So you don't hate her for fucking Bill Paxton. But, but she's really, had it
1: with Arnold, and she's ready yeah, to cheat. I mean,
0: these are like threes Company-style yeah, yeah and I yeah. could not believe that I, what I was seeing. Then Arnold kidnaps her to punish her for cheating. So mm-hmm. they're running her out, and then this guy hits her in the head. Uh, one of these SWAT team members, not Tom Arnold. Or Bill her, Paxton. Or Bill Paxton. Hits her in the head, and then Arnold beats the shit out of him for doing that because they're all wearing masks. They take her to this room like a a zero dark 30 interrogation room and Arnold and Tom Arnold behind be, Arnold and Tom Arnold behind the glass interrogate her until she's so angry she's trying to shatter the two-way glass right, yeah, yeah. with a stool and I was like they're torturing this woman yeah. did this play as comedy in the theater because i i loved how crazily dark it was in this movie i couldn't believe it i know james cameron has been divorced like 25 times He's probably working out some issues.
1: Isn't he still married to Linda Hamilton right now?
0: I don't think so. This movie would never get made today, and if it did, there would be think pieces out the ass about this thing. He then has her pretend to be a prostitute. She's promised that she won't have to fuck the mystery man. Yeah, Just dance for him. I remember that She part. does a striptease for him. Then he says, lay down on the bed in your underwear. She does it with her eyes closed, and then he reveals that it's him. And she's like, what the fuck? This movie takes some of the darkest turns I've ever seen. It's, yeah. a, it's an elaborate cuck fantasy. I'm not a big fan of the film, but uh, but but we were riveted because the action is incredible. It's still and it honestly, it, this movie hadn't aged in terms of CGI. Cameron always kills it with that. I mean, this movie could be made today, and you'd still be gasping at this shit. When he pulls her out of the car at the end yeah. from the helicopter has got some amazing action sequences. You're fired, Is I've always thought was bad. Especially now that he's the host of The Fucking Apprentice. It sucked. Well, he's not anymore. Not anymore. But,
1: but you know what always bothered me about True Lies? No. The poster for the movie that covered the VHS, the cover of the DVD. Yeah. This is why I didn't want to see it when I was young. It's just a headshot of Arnold with his gun it looks like a yeah a bad it's Jim's not even i don't poster. even think there's a gun i think it's just his face
0: i think he is holding a gun up but yeah but i'm
1: just like this literally looks like a promo shot for arnold that his publicist had taken
0: well i mean he was coming off t2 he you just at that time you were just like put the star up we paid 20 million for him put i know the star but up.
1: put him in a scenario yeah no last action hero followed t2 yeah right i and believe and this was kind of his comeback
0: so anyway but good lord and it's you know like in a way that 1994 didn't demand of him, he realizes he's playing with, like, terrorists and they're, de- they're talking about the issues that are still... He's like, you're going to kill our women and children and now we're going to kill you. Like, it's all kind of eerily relevant and Cameron gives them a really funny, intelligent uh, Indian sidekick on their SWAT team with Tom Arnold and I was like... That's pretty progressive for 1994. Sure. He knew he was dealing in murky waters. Sure. And Tom Arnold, you know, he's never been good in anything except he was fucking hilarious in this movie.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, would disagree but, with that. I think Tom Arnold, strangely, he's he is the male counterpart to Roseanne. Yeah. They're both nuts, and yeah. they always strangely deliver. I can't explain <laughs> well, I, it, yeah, but they do. I
0: shouldn't have shat him. I do always like Tom they Arnold. They do. But they
1: always deliver somehow. I this don't know
0: was how. I mean, in a role that I guarantee the studio was like, we don't want Tom Arnold to be your partner in this movie. That's ridiculous. But he kills it. And yeah. Paxton kills it. And Curtis kills it. And it's about as likable as Arnold's ever been. And then at the end of this fucking movie, the climax, you're done. And I was like, boy, that's great. You're at the two-hour mark. Then there's a second climax where he shoots the guy. He's got his daughter, Elisha Dusku, on the on the hood of the airplane. Right. Amazing action. Where's she been? Oh, she's well, she's doing a, a show. I miss her. Where is she's she? She's a gorgeous woman. Doing what show? We used to, when I worked at Always Sunny, we used to uh, watch her stretch every day, which I probably shouldn't be admitting where? to you right now. <laughs> where? She was on that show, like Dark Angel or whatever that show where was. Where was she stretching? They shot right outside her offices. Oh, so she'd come God. out and stretch before her action sequences, and we'd all be like, <laughs>
1: oh my god gathering around like the fat guys in fatso yeah. when they start talking about <laughs> filling the donuts up with chocolate uh ice cream
0: yeah it was not uh, not a great thing to do but you know i'm glad i did it uh so then that action sequence ends and then they still cut to jamie lee curtis and arnold and they're yeah. co-spies she gets a call and she's like oh that's my code name and then arnold and jamie lee are spies together and they do an elaborate... She t- gets hired based on this whole thing. Right. They do a tango. Okay. because At yeah, the beginning, Arnold the, does a tango with Tia Carrere. Yeah, that's the, the, the beautiful Tia scene. Carrere. And they're doing this. And even now, knowing that we're 22 years down the line, I was like, what a beautiful, seamless setup for True Lies 2. But we're not getting it.
1: No. That movie
0: should have been five movies with we're those not getting
1: two. It. We are getting a big Terminator announcement in the next few days, apparently. But... Uh, Another Not a true one list too. Apparently, they killed the Genesis thing or whatever, uh, and Cameron is coming back. Oh, right. Some huge, I thought we already knew that. There's some huge Terminator announcement coming. All right. Nobody Man. knows. Eddie Furlong's back. Oh well, yeah. It's it's uh it's called uh it's called Terminator, sweating to the oldies. Anyway, and it's, <laughs> it's anyway. Eddie Furlong trying to just shave off those that last thirty five pounds. <laughs> For me,
0: my honestly, it might be my pick, and I I always was very excited that they were talking about Ferris Bueller too, and he's taking a day off of work. I'm sad that couldn't come to pass because John Hughes passed away. That was going to happen. I still think they could do it though. They could, but it would be terrible. Ah, uh, you have I'd, to be real careful who you got. You're to telling do that. me if I they say it, to you, we
1: got Broderick, we got the guy from Spin City that played Cameron. Alan Ruck. We got Sloan. Look, you know I'd go. You're telling me you're not there? You know I would and go, but... And they say the guys that wrote
0: Kingpin wrote it.
1: I'm in. All right, I'm uh, in. You know, that's possible. Re-
0: they haven't written a movie since Boat Trip, their follow-up to Kingpin. Oh. And I think the Fairly Bros. did a lot of work on Kingpin because they, they're credited. Ooh, mommy. umami <laughs> burger. But Joe, uh, I want to ask you, I think it's an interesting question. I would say True Lies delivers the best ever most seamless least desperate setup for a franchise maybe ever that didn't deliver that didn't come through with another and it's surprising what that would they you never... say is yours because
1: those could have been the new james bond what what is my pick for most seamless delivery of the no, 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 no. franchise
0: what is your pick for a movie you saw where you're like oh what a beautiful setup for a sequel and you never got it
1: that's a great question i i don't know Thank that you. i can uh that i can think of one um I have heard while well, you're thinking I have heard
0: rumors about True Lies 2 for years but it's just too late now. I mean that they, they could do it but it, I don't even know if people today would even give a shit.
1: You know man, uh I thought that uh I thought that Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight was very promising. Yeah. Uh it it did sort of have an open end with the with the new That's true. with the new demon lord or whatever following the bus and and whistling the tales from the crypt theme as Jada Pinkin became the new Demon Knight or whatever, I thought that was something where I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get into something else here, and they never revisited it. I also thought that, but that was a movie that lost money, and True Lies is a movie that made a tremendous
0: amount of money. I, I That's honestly, why I, I'm so I, baffled.
1: I, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stall us here trying to think. I I can't really think of you know what Predator. Well, Predator had plenty of sequels. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh God. <laughs> Predator Sorry. 2,
0: Predators, Alien versus Predator. I guess
1: I guess what I mean by Predator though was I thought that Predator was going to be a Schwarzenegger franchise. Oh yeah. And it wasn't.
0: I that I should have I mean I just watched which led me to true lies. I just watched Predator 3D at my house. And I one of my best investments especially as a guy who enjoys the occasional puff of marijuana was the 3D compatible TV and Blu-ray player. I love watching a 3D movie, and when they they only do it once a year or so. But they went back and redid Predator for 3D. It looks incredible. Oh, I got to do that. It's I not shitty or cheap or anything. Like it looks like you're watching a current day 3D movie. But the Predator, especially before you see the Predator when he's that like weird hologram yeah. thing, it looks incredible. And when he goes,
1: yeah, yeah. uh Patty, look, w- let's move here because we're at let's we're talk past the half hour half hour mark. Uh really quick, Joe, scary stuff. Yeah. Uh, For you horror fans out there, Best Buy currently right now has for sale Friday the 13th, the complete series uh, for a cool $35, three seasons for $35. Uh, If you don't remember the series, it was a show called Friday the 13th that had nothing to do with Jason Voorhees.
0: Oh, this doesn't have the movies.
1: No, it is the TV series. Uh, It was a TV series about a uh, pair of cousins that inherit an an antique shop uh, that uh, had a bunch of cursed items that were sold out to people. These items make people murder uh, for power and uh, supernatural. Not the premise prowess? of needful things. Whatever it, it sort it of is. Rip yeah. that off. Okay. Uh, so um, anyway, the uh, complete series is available now at again Best Buy for thirty-five bucks. Really nice artwork. Very well done. You should go get it. It's just Jason killing people week after week? No, no, no. Pat, the the needful <laughs> But it's got well, nothing no I, with I know Jason. you said the
0: shop, but I can't imagine a Friday the 13th show doesn't no, have Jason. In Jason's it. not in it. That's I don't understand that at all.
1: Jason's not in it. That makes no sense. Uh they had the license for the title Friday the 13th so they used it. Does he intro at Keeper style? No, cuz he doesn't talk. <laughs> No, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. There was a, it's not. It's a good show, though, is the point. Um, All right. There was a rumor going around that the finale was going to be them finding the Jason mask, and that was going to be the final yeah. uh, item. Uh, but they, you know, they the, the creators of the show have said, like, look, had we had the license to use Halloween, we would call it Halloween, the series. Right. That was just a selling point. Given what you know and what you're hearing now, this is actually good. It's a good show. That's the surprise. All right. Because you'd think it'd be terrible. Uh, David Cronenberg directed an episode. Okay. Uh, there's some there's some good stuff in this show. I highly recommend it for serial horror fans. If you like that sort of thing. You mean like Frankenberry, Booberry, Count Chocula? Yeah, Count Chocula. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ghostbusters, Slimer cereal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, if you're a serial horror fan And you enjoy this kind of thing I would really recommend it it's very much in the in the in the spirit of kojak the night stalker and that sort of thing uh, and for 35 bucks you can't beat that it's three seasons it's it's every episode it's God knows how many it's a lot uh, and uh, I, I've been enjoying it thoroughly um, and the great episodes you're riveted by and the bad episodes you kind of take a little nap to but uh, it's a win-win so all right uh, go out and get that. And that's Joe's scary stuff. On to the main talk tonight. Our film is Christina. Nope. Christine.
0: Christine. <laughs> Christina. Our was, film
1: tonight is Splash.
0: Christina was the sequel. Uh, so, yeah, this is John Carpenter's Christine, which, I, as I mentioned on the last podcast, I was baffled by. It should be Stephen King's Christine. It's his fucking book and idea and vision. Um, but Christine, it, really, here's the plot. It's about a killer car. It's about a car who kills. Uh there's a nerd in high school very well played by Keith Gordon who sees a car in a junkyard and he's got to have it.
1: Who now is a director. Yep. And Keith Gordon, if you ever watched uh, just a little fun fact, if you ever watched the show Night Visions which was an horror, was a horror anthology show that Henry Rollins hosted. Never saw it. Strangely enough, uh, Keith Gordon directed Patterns, which was the episode that starred Malcolm McDowell. And Malcolm McDowell was it was an Emmy nominated episode. It's the best episode of the show. Okay. Uh, so very cool. I, I like Keith Gordon. Also starred in Back to School, which That's is correct. You know, many would say Rodney Dangerfield's Sergeant Pepper's. Yeah, well, I, you, I would. I yeah. would, if you will.
0: Um, yeah, I like Keith Gordon. I, I hadn't seen Christine maybe since I was a kid. I, I read the book. I remember, but the book paled to Cujo. They came out around the same time. The movie Christine pales to the movie Cujo. And I'm going to say this, folks. I don't know that I've ever seen a less scary horror movie than Christine. It it packs zero scares. Well, it's a say car this. that kills people.
1: I'm going to say this. Instantly, one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. Really? Instantly. Instantly. Holy shit. I saw it for the first time this week. I'm embarrassed to say. I'd never seen it when I was a kid because I also had the very stunted perspective that you have of, it's just a car that kills people. I don't care. Uh, I was at Best Buy once again. They had the Steelbox Blu-ray for $10. I said, Uh let me take a chance. I called my good buddy, Jim Pinkstone, your friend and ours. I said, is this worth it? He said, buy it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I bought it. I watched it. I fucking loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. Wow. I thought it was a phenomenal film. I thought it wow. gave it was a great take on the idea of 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 machismo of the idea of men that love their car of this obsession that men Holy have with shit. their devices and their and their technology and their and their So you're not willing
0: to, to explore the themes of the Neon Demon, but you're
1: doubling down and
0: finding the themes of Christine.
1: I am willing to explore the themes of the Neon Demon. They weren't executed very well. The themes of Christine were. Now, I will say him
0: caressing the V, the the vagina part of the V at the end as Christine dies, was uh, an interesting choice.
1: It's a great flick. It, it, it feeds off the love of the owner the mileage goes down, the more the owner loves it. It's it's a really, really cool fucking idea that came out. Now, mind you, you got to remember this. This book was written in 1978. This yeah. was written at a time where men were absolutely... Every guy had a muscle car, and men were absolutely obsessed with their cars. It's a very, very cool social commentary. Very cool. I don't think it's that cool. I...
0: I enjoyed it sort of for like it's it's kind of 80s kitsch factor. Um but like when I'm watching a a driverless car chase some guy down a street, I was like this I've never felt less excited. I've like, never felt less suspense.
1: You didn't like when it was engulfed in flames like chasing that bully? I loved it, man. I liked the music, I
0: liked certain aspects of it. I liked Keith Gordon in it. But, like, I was kind of thrown by the whole thing. A, it starts, okay, so it's, like, 1957 is what the title card says. Right. Then the car's in an assembly line. And they start playing Bad to the Bone, which came out in 1982. Then they start playing a 50s song in the car. Right. uh, And then kills, so you watch the car, like, literally eat a guy's hand. It doesn't eat his hand.
1: The hood it closes
0: closes on it's, yeah.
1: it. eats his hand. Doesn't eat. It doesn't eat his hand.
0: Then we're like, now we're going to cut ahead to 1978 or whatever, and, and it just seemed so so much ridiculous overplotting for a movie about a car that kills people.
1: It's not just a car that kills people. It's a car that the owner falls in obsessive love with. Yeah. That speech that Keith Gordon gives at the end, where he's going. And if you work hard enough, and if you try, you can have that love. And then his friend goes, "I don't know you felt this way about your girlfriend." And he goes, "I'm talking about Christine, man. Like, it's the idea of this obsession with with the machine, no, which I think is a really great social commentary."
0: I, I got it, Joe. But
1: did you though, Pat? No. Did no. you though, Pat? Did- did you? Know? I it. It's
0: just. I mean, are we really saying that's some sort of great social commentary? I think it
1: is a great social. The guy commentary.
0: loves it. it. It's not a great book, and it's not a great movie.
1: It's been a great social commentary since the beginning of filmmaking. If you watch uh, any of, uh, you know, um, uh, the uh, what's that? What's that famous silent film? Um, uh, uh, oh, uh, Jesus me, Christ! You know, Metropolis or yeah. or. Uh, the other one the guy did. God damn it. The same guy that did Metropolis. You know what I mean? My point is, is for the beginning of filmmaking, there have been there has been this interest in uh commentating on man's obsession with machinery and what it means to him over over the importance of, I, of another human being. And I think that's I interesting. got it.
0: You know, like I just was kind of like you know, the movie itself, in terms of scare, were you ever scared during Christine? Uh, I was freaked out by the main character, the kid. I I actually love the the scene of him being bullied. One of my favorite things about Stephen King is that he when, writes great bullies. When people get bullied in his movies, it's like a knife to their stomach. Yeah. And he writes great. Bullies. much more realistic than like the bully who's like kind of fucks with you a little bit. The or bully pulls or knocks the, your lunch out of your hand. The
1: main character's name is Cunningham. Yeah. And the first scene where you see him getting bullied is a guy with a leather jacket and long hair with a switchblade. He, he was also 46 years old. Yes. Going, why doesn't your lunch say Cunningham? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 classic bullshit. And it's, the teacher comes out and they're the exact
0: same age and they have a like a, an altercation with each other.
1: Yeah, I think the student's actually older than the teacher. <laughs> well, uh, uh, the student sends the
0: teacher to detention, folks. <laughs> they, uh I hadn't seen it in forever. The bullying stuff I liked, I really liked the first like half hour. And then I, I was still sort of entertained throughout, I can admit. But like, I found myself on the Wikipedia page for it at one point, and Carpenter was like, look, in my early career, there's a lot of movies I did out of passion. When the thing made no money, he's like, I had to do a, a movie for money, and that's Christine. He's like, I had no real interest or passion in it. It was a serviceable job. And I feel like that's what we got. I mean, he he, he directs it really well. But at the end of the day, it's a car that can't oh, be and killed. I can
1: tell you this. Uh, you know, this is what upsets me so much about so many horror directors. Uh, Carpenter, you know, was goddamn, as far as I know, gung-ho about uh, remaking uh, uh, Children of the Damned or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, Village of the Damned. Or Village of the Damned. And it's... Fucking terrible. Yeah, it is. And then this one, he goes, ah, kind of half-assed. It. I didn't really care. And it's to me, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's like when George Romero goes, brilliant. We weren't trying to make a statement with the mall and Dawn of the Dead. It was just a big place that we could shoot <laughs> it, and it was like, dude, the, the the whole thing is the zombies walking, the mindless culture. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I mean, you're, you're giving
0: this thing way too much credit with brilliant. But I
1: thought it was brilliant. It anything was, uh, brilliant
0: you're getting from it came from Stephen King's book. It did not I, come from this interpretation of it.
1: Uh, well, I don't agree with that because they cut a lot of cool shit out from the book. In the book, the former owner is in the back seat as a ghost, decaying, which they cut out. Yeah, I remember that because they said it was too similar to American Werewolf in London, which is ju- had just been released. But, um, but I, I will I will say this, and I swear to I, I swear to you, I don't say it to be provocative. Uh, favorite Carpenter movies, I'm going to go Thing, uh, In the Mouth of Madness, and and Christine, I, I really love the film. It's Halloween's great. not up there for you? Halloween, now, I like Halloween 2 better than Halloween. Holy shit. Because I find Halloween 1, here's the thing, Halloween 1's the origin story. It's interesting, it's fun, there's great moments. And you're moments. putting in
0: the Mouth of Madness above them.
1: Yeah. I've watched that recently. That, that is not a good movie. Oh, it's a great flick. It is not a good movie. Halloween is a great movie. I'm not saying it's not, but it's an it, origin it's story. It's thing Halloween and, to then me, I, I can, and then maybe Big Trouble Little China. What gets exciting in Halloween 2 is is all the reveals. And I know he hates it. He's like, I hate that, it, that they had to be brother and sister. But right. that to me is where it starts to get really interesting. And I like that. I think it's cool. I
0: think that Halloween 2 is a is a better sequel than it had to be. But Halloween is fucking killer from start it's to finish. It's great.
1: It's just not... If you said to me right now, throwing a John Carpenter movie, I would go thing, or In the Mouth of Madness, or Christine. All right. Big Trouble in Little China is fine. Best description i ever heard of it. And Pinkstone told me this. He said they were ta- there was a forum about it on Facebook, and somebody said... Somebody goes, I've never seen Big Trouble in Little China. And somebody responded, you've never seen it? It's like a Sega Genesis game. And I was like, that is... Yeah, we were both laughing. I was like, "That's perfect!" Like,
0: are you a, are you a The Fog fan?
1: Oh yeah, I like I, The Fog. I like The Fog.
0: Uh, I like most of what he's done. Did you, did he do it at West? I think Wes Craven did Deadly Friend. Do you remember that one?
1: That's Wes Craven. That, that's not a great. Movie. That's
0: a ter- Wes Craven had some terrible years, and so did Carpenter. Look, Carpenter's still kind of not been able to figure it out. Well, Escape from L.A. I, I don't know if that's going to hold up either, but.
1: Escape from L.A. Escape from New, New York. York's
0: great, but L.A. I remember being pretty It does pretty not ridiculous. hold up. It yeah, wasn't
1: yeah. good ever.
0: No, it wasn't, but it, I, I didn't know if it would be even more dated now. Robert, it, Rod,
1: it is. It absolutely is. Robert Rodriguez directing the Escape from New York remake. Okay. So I think that'll be cool.
0: Who's playing Snake Pilskin?
1: I don't know. Plisskin. But to me, you get Kurt Russell in there at 70 years old, that's <laughs> what you do. I bet. It's like Indiana Jones. Like, I don't care if he's 90. Get well, him they're in doing, there. They're that's doing big see.
0: trouble with The Rock, right? Uh, it's
1: rumors. I don't know if it's true, though.
0: And I'm very excited about this Danny McBride yes. Halloween. I yes. I mean, Jesus. Very excited. Very excited. Those are some of my favorite guys in all of film, Danny McBride and Jody Hill. Very excited.
1: Well, folks, that's our show. Christine. That's our show. We talked about it. Pat, thumbs down. Joe, thumbs up. You know, Uh, an affectionate thumbs
0: down. I didn't hate the movie, but it is pretty stupid. How about at the end when she goes, God, I hate rock and roll. Oh, come on. You're going to shit on the movie for that? I mean, that's fucking terrible.
1: Uh, You've shat on movies for significantly less. You can, God, you're just a bitch tonight. You can follow me on Joe DeRosa Comedy. Uh, on twitter and uh and uh instagram at Joe DeRosa comedy and uh, as always go give go get my albums some five-star reviews please to uh, d- balance out these troll go get my re- album What's reviews that, from, that i got go get my album jerky boys no
0: i don't know hey missy that help
1: i have no idea pat it's from missy
0: elliott's under construction one of the greatest rap albums ever made all right well listen it's a sketch that kicks it off give your goddamn plug hey go buy my album uh my plug is that i'm at the patrick walsh on uh twitter and instagram i, I don't have anything i can show you right now i, I don't have anything i can tell you I, I hope you're doing well thanks for your comments thanks for your uh your love and uh we we'll back next week i'm not sure what it'll be what do you have
1: a guess no 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 let's not guess let's not we even don't know. guess we don't know all right. But uh, watch all
0: the movies in advance of that podcast. We'll Good night. see you guys next week. Bye.
1: That was a HitGum podcast.